Welcome back, real estate rock stars. Here's what you can expect to learn today. Why more is not always better when it comes to closings. Using social media when you're not trying to grow your following. Why your personality should determine your lead generation strategy. Spoiling your sphere of influence with gifts, events, and information they actually want and how to build an entire business around things that you love. Today's guest is Caitlin Blosser out of Jacksonville, Florida. By year two as an agent, she was closing 40 plus, and now at year six, she closed 23 last year and 11 million in volume, and is much happier, which we'll dig into today. Caitlin is top 1% in her brokerage and 5% in her MLS. She's also a speaker at our upcoming Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind. Caitlin has a super refreshing, different perspective on her business. Okay, guys, updates. Our very next show after today with Caitlin, we have Haley Ingram coming on from Coffee and Contracts. You guys probably know her. She is the one who has the marketing templates for real estate agents. She is going to talk about Instagram for real estate agents in 2024, three mistakes that you're making. So make sure you subscribe, follow all the things so you do not miss out on all these fire guests that we have coming up. And with that, let's welcome Caitlin Blosser. Caitlin, your business, 100% of your business comes from sphere of influence, past clients and referrals, but it wasn't always that way. So how did you do it? Yes. So previously I was a teacher. We were moving with my husband's job to a new town or a new state. And I knew I did not want to be on teaching. So I flirted with getting a real estate license. We moved to the new state and I realized like, I don't know anyone. I don't know streets. I don't like, how can I be successful in this industry if I know nothing aside from what the state taught me? Um, so then started trying to get a job and couldn't. And I spoke to our realtor that helped us buy the house. And I couldn't get a job because people are like, you have an education degree. Like you should just be a teacher. And I was like, not doing it uh, or not doing it again. So um, our realtor was like, fake it till you make it. Like get on board, do it. So I just joined that brokerage and interview anyone, had a great experience with her, joined the brokerage, fell in love with an agent who talked at all of the monthly meetings, who ran a team, sat down with her and the, like the next two years were history. It was a very high producing team. We were at a low price point in like North Georgia, but price point didn't matter because I was coming from a teacher salary. Um, so price point like did not matter. And instead it was just high volume leads like Zillow, Google pay-per-click, Facebook ads. And this was roughly six to seven years ago. So kind of still when like Facebook leads were good, um, like the quality of them and Google pay-per-click like it was before everyone was doing it and so in those first two years it was strictly like I didn't have kids my husband worked a ton I came from teaching and I was finally in this profession where it was like work as many hours as you can and you will succeed and I loved that because teaching I worked so much and had so many responsibilities and my job just kept getting harder and my pay never changed so I was like yes I'll go out at any point but in those two years towards the end of it, I started to get burnout, like the anxiety of like, today was my call day. Today was the day I was on the leads. This was my weekend of leads. And I had to have my phone on that ringer. Like everyone knows the anxiety if you miss a Zillow call, like what that does to you. 
So fast forward two years, we find out we're moving back to Florida where I grew up um, and where we had moved prior to Georgia back with my um, husband's company. And I was like, this is my opportunity to kind of change my business plan, right? I didn't really have, when I moved to Georgia, I knew nothing. And those two years taught me so much. I guess my team leader always said, like, this isn't brain surgery, this isn't rocket science, but you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I knew contracts, I knew like the ins and outs of everything, but I was like, now I don't have to do Zillow. Like I don't, like now I know people and I know streets and I know neighborhoods and I don't have to fake it. Um, so when we moved back, it was kind of that switch of what do I do? This, so we moved back at the end of 2019 and I was pregnant and I was also like, okay, I can't answer a phone call if I have a crying baby. Like, what if I'm up all night? I can't take a nap. Like, and I'm no longer, and I knew I didn't want to be on a team anymore. So I was like, I like, if I pay for leads, I will literally have to work them 24 seven. And I was like, I've never been a mom before, but that doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, so I knew I wanted to make that switch. So I moved back to Florida at the end of 2019. And I was like, I'm going to go to every mommy and me class. I'm going to go to Bay and B. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then the pandemic hit. So I literally had a baby in January, COVID hit in March and all my like thoughts and processes of like community, like everything I wanted to do kind of all like fell apart. <laughs> um, so at that point it was really just trying to work my sphere and I'm not like a salesy person. Like I've never been like, hey, do you wanna buy a house? Um, but I am, my team in Georgia started doing video and I hated it. Like I would change my settings on Facebook to where only like my team leader could see it so that she could see I posted it, which like Jenny, if you're listening, I'm so sorry, um, but I hated it. And then I moved back and I was like, I have to make this work. So then I just did video because that's kind of where my team left off and that was something I could do on my own. So I just took my baby in the little like carrier and we hit new construction and we toured listings. And I just spoke to people because it was, even though Florida was open during the pandemic and I was hanging out with friends, you weren't getting what I do now in my business, which like we can get into. Um, but so 2020 was just kind of all social media and I'm different in social media. It's like, I'm not trying to go viral. I don't really want a million followers. I just kind of looked at it as like, I have like 1200 friends on Facebook. So let me talk to the people that are local and let me talk to my friends. And one thing is like, it's very easy to get discouraged when you don't get a million likes or, and I think at this time, like TikTok was kind of taking off, but it's not viral agents. Like there are viral agents now. And at that point I was like, I wouldn't get many views, but then I'd go somewhere and someone would be like, oh, I saw your video. And so then it was just like the consistency. And to be honest, at the end of my first year, I did 12 deals um, at about 4 million and I was devastated because I came from this like, high producing team that did a ton of volume in terms of number of units. So 12 to me was like such a disappointment. And then I had a moment of like, wait, I'm in a higher price point. Like I did 4 million in Georgia, but that was like over 20 deals. I worked a lot less. I wasn't glued to my phone and like I enjoyed what I did. And then I reflected on where did those 12 deals come from? And they were all my sphere. And when I say sphere, remember this is COVID, a couple were friends that I like actively saw, but most of my sphere were people that like I went to high school with or I worked with in high school that just saw me on social media that like were like, hey, thinking about buying a house, can you help me? And so I think sometimes when like, cause everyone's like, work your sphere, work your sphere. It's like, how do you actually 
work your sphere. And my thing was just like getting on stories and talking, getting on social media. And like I always say, like I like stories because you can look like a dumpster fire because it'll like delete in 24 hours and you can talk more authentically than if you do a reel or like an actual video, it's on forever like YouTube. So it's so much more to me authentic and off the cusp. Or if I do a reel, it's like I have to do so many takes to get my wordage right. Um, and when it's like a story, it's so much more authentic because it's in the moment. Like it's me in the car. It's me like leaving a situation and I can explain it more fully. Um, so at the end of that year, as devastated as I was over my numbers, I like had to take a moment to reflect and be like, are my numbers that bad? Like we look at these top agents and how and their volume and things like that. And I was like, I'm making so much more than I did as a teacher. I'm at home with a newborn. Like I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So is it really that bad? And it wasn't. And it was like, okay, and the alternative is like, if I don't want to do this, then I either can go get a nine to five, which will be a lot more stressful having a baby. And I probably won't make the money I'm making because I have an education degree and I'll start out low working a lot of hours. So then that's when it's kind of like I had to put the blinders on, be like, okay, this worked this year. So let's just keep doing that. And I will say like year two or three, I want to say it was year three, I switched um, brokerages. And one of the brokerages I was at, one of the agents, she runs a team and it's a small team and they pay Zillow leads. Like I want to say $13,000 a month to Zillow. And there's times when both agents are on vacation and I picked up, like she'd be like, do you want to take the calls for a week? Um, and I think I took calls for two weeks and I got like four deals out of it in year three. And there was a part of me that was like, do I want to go back to this life? But then I was also like, I was so anxious that life, like I don't want to go back there because that was like one week. And in that one week, I don't think I slept um, because I was so like, gotta look at my phone, gotta look at my phone because the second I don't look at my phone, it's not. Yeah, the phone is a death trap too. Yeah. It's, and it's yeah. like, I closed some deals, but I also dealt with some BS. Like one, they, like one person called and was like, Hey, I want to look at this house. And I was like, Oh, do you have an agent? And they're like, well, yeah, but they're out of town. And the person paying for the leads was like, you should still go make that relationship. And I was like, I am not wasting my time. Like I am not going, which like I get cause she's footing the bill, but I was like, and then it's like, that's why I'm not doing this. Like, that's why I don't want to go back into this life of internet leads. Totally. So, okay. So you started out, you joined a team, which makes a lot of sense because you got a lot of reps, you got experience, mm -hmm. you learned how to speak to people, you built confidence in yourself. And then when you had this change, this physical move to a new location, it was literally like a fresh start and you were able to recreate a business around the problems that you wanted or didn't want <laughs> to deal with in the lifestyle you were looking for. Mm -hmm. So year one of this change, the, and although like, you know, you're moving back home and you know people from high school, it's still like you've been away from years. Yes. And so it's, it's not like, you know, you're, you're, um, going back into a freaking gold mine. You're still starting from scratch in a lot of right. ways. And so year one, you did 100% social media, new construction. And then what happened year two? And then year two was kind of the same. And year one, I would say year one, I was just trying to figure it out. Like I was like, I have a baby. I want to be successful. I'm like a driven person in the sense that I like felt like I had to be busy. So year one, did I door knock? Yeah, but did I do it right? No, because I drove around for like two hours before I door knocked on probably 20 doors because I didn't want to door knock. Um, but it was like, I just felt like I had to do something. Um, 
And so like I wasted a lot of time year one and two and year two was kind of when I had that blinder moment of like, look, if all my business came from here, why am I trying to do something else? And I think a lot of it is because we look at other agents and we see what they do. And most coaches are like, for sale by owners, expired, it's like door knock. Like they tell you all these things that don't work for 90% of people because our personalities aren't good at that. And if you're good at it, that's your thing. But it's like, you have to discover what your thing is. And year two is kind of when I joined a different brokerage. And one of the things is they make you take a personality test. And my top five things, like three are influencing and two are relationship building. And he was like, you just need to get in front of people. And again, like this was 2021 going into 2022. So it was kind of like you could get more in front of people than you could in 2020. Um, and so that was like, because in 2020, I tried to start a like book club with my neighborhood. And then the first meeting was supposed to be that March. And people were like, we could, let's do Zoom. Or like, we could meet at the park and six, like sit six feet apart. Um, and I did have another kid. Like I had my, I had my daughter in 2020 and then my son in 2021. Um, and so, and even then like play dates weren't, could have been a thing, but I'm sure young moms know play dates at that age. Are you like chasing kids and like handling kids, not actually conversing? Um, so I just stuck to social media and kind of reaching out and having those relationships. And then 2022 is when I really started like, okay, going more in depth with my neighborhood because we could socialize more. So started hosting an Easter event, started hosting um, a pumpkin event, started doing more client appreciation events within my business because now I had about like 24 past clients. And I try to keep a lot of, like I keep my neighborhood, my neighborhood. And then I try to keep everything I do with my past clients to my past clients, not necessarily like my database as a whole, because I kind of want it to be this inclusive, like you have to use me or refer me to get what I give. Um, and that's like through Lolo, um, which would you like me to talk about we're, Lolo? We're going to dive into all of that, but I want to recap real quick. So when you made the change, you did 100% on social media, but really it was sphere of influence because you weren't mm -hmm. out there trying to like grow your brand and get, you know, become an, an influencer, educational person for the world of real estate. You were just focusing on the hyper authentic stories. So that was year one, you did 12. Year two, you reflected on that and realized that the majority came through what you would consider sphere of influence based through that social media. But you took the personality test and did reflection to realize that getting in front of people, relationship building was the way for your authentic personality, which I think that's a really good point because like you said, there's, and it's actually kind of probably exhausting for listeners of this podcast because every person comes on is like very confident that their way is the way to build mm -hmm. a real estate business. Like you got a cold call. No, you got a farm. No. Yeah. And so it's like dizzying. So I really think that like getting out there, getting some reps, trying a bunch of different things and then being purposeful about reflecting on that time and say, what did feel like a natural fit? If I don't want to go door knocking to the extent where I drive around for two hours and don't door knock, that's not a right <laughs> fit for me. Yeah. So Okay, so we're we're there. You've identified that getting in front of people, we're coming out of COVID. And so now it sounds like you are honing in on, you're keeping the stories for the authentic touch of the sphere of influence. And now we're focusing on your specific neighborhood and past clients as the focus for your energy. Is that correct? Yes. 
And I think in all of this, it's so important to also talk about, you have to provide great service. Like getting the lead or getting your sphere to reach out to you and be like, hey, I wanna buy a house or hey, I need to sell my house is one thing. But the main bulk of it is you have to give great service. You have to answer your phone. You have to be there with them. Like 2020, 2021 and 2022, when I had like two babies, the market was insane. And I'm in my young 30s. Like most of my clients are me. They're either first time home buyers or they're the second time home buyers that couldn't compete with the cash that was coming to Florida. So it's like I had to be there as their soundboard and provide great service because that's how you get them to give you referrals. And that's how you get them to be your repeat clients. Because if you get someone that reaches out to you and then you bomb it, they're not going to come back and they're not going to refer refer to you. And if you look at my Google reviews, I it's like my biggest thing this year is to ask for reviews because like I don't, there's something in me. It's like this mental block that I like don't want to hear people talk about me. I don't know. Uh, like I don't know. Like like I people on this podcast all the time. Yes. <laughs> Um, but it's like mental barriers. Yes, 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 yes. But it's one of those like, if I know, I know, I know what I'm doing. I know I provide great service. And that's a key piece that I think a lot of agents focus so much of their business on getting the leads that then they get the leads and they don't execute well. Right. And then it's getting that and then also following up afterwards. But if you provide that great service, like I always say, like, I'll be as professional during that. And then you're my friend afterwards, because then I'm going to do these kind of events and I'm going to, you're under my wing and you're going to come back to me and we're going to keep doing business because I provided such a great experience that the rest naturally comes into place. Like, I don't have to call you every quarter and be like, who do you know that's talking real estate that wants to buy or sell a house? Like, I don't have those conversations because- my work did its job. And then I'm just stay top of mind through low, low client events, things like that. And there are things that you love, but let's dig into yeah. that. So I want to dig into both what you do with your neighborhood specifically, and then what you do with your past clients specifically, because this whole thing, like I really want to make sure that we hit on, there's people out there who want to build 100%, you know, sphere of influence repeat past client businesses just like you. So what do you do in your neighborhood? So in my neighborhood, um, my actual preferred lender also lives in my neighborhood. And I'm going to start this off by saying my neighborhood's 140 houses. We were new construction. The oldest house in here is probably three years old. And some experts will say, don't farm this neighborhood. It's not big enough and it's too new. But like, It's where I live. So why wouldn't I do it? Why wouldn't I want to put money into my database rather than putting it into Wall Street and people that I have no connection with? So I'm going to put money into where I live. So I started a neighborhood newsletter and it started just as me and my lender. And then uh, my insurance agent actually lives in my neighborhood too. Um, So it was the three of us. And I made my insurance agent do it. Like I was like, you have to do it because I need more content. Um, so one side started out as me, my lender partner and my insurance agent. And we just do a little blurb. Like she talks about um, rates. He talks about insurance changes. I talk about the market, our neighborhood. Then the other side, I was like, okay, what will people keep? Like what is of value? And we're in St. John's County, big family friendly community. And so I was like, I'm just gonna put community events things people can take their kids to. So one side is us kind of like 
all of our information, but I know a lot of people won't read that or will skim it or will toss it. But the piece of value to me is really the other side, which goes over community events, events in the neighborhood, things like that. Because the idea is they're going to put that on their fridge. So it has our information on the bottom. Um, and then if they want to know about rates, insurance, the housing market, it is there as well. But we send it out monthly. Within the first month, um, a financial advisor in our neighborhood was like, hey, how do I become a part of this? And the cost for me is time to make it, but the insurance age, or the financial advisor prints it. And then the lender um, stuffs the envelopes, pays for postage and all of that. So for, and I've gotten it down to a science through Canva that it takes me like two hours, one of the last days of the month, just copying and pasting. And then I use like local mom websites or Facebook to find events. Um, and I think at the beginning, I was like, oh, what are the best events? Let me open up these 20 events and read and pick the top six. Now I'm just like, okay, this is good. This is good. This is good. And I throw it in there. And I mean, I go to neighbor's houses and it's on their fridge. And um, so it works. And then on top of the neighborhood newsletter, we do a um, bring your own pumpkin to the park event in the um, fall. We do it in October. So all me and the lender and me and the lender really just do the events. We buy paint solo cups and a pack of paintbrushes and I just put it in solo cups and if you want yellow you take your solo cup paint and you come back and you trade it out for another color and the lender like buy some crafts off Amazon or Oriental Trading and so again we're trying to make the connection between that event to the neighborhood newsletter by putting that event on there and then after it's done here are pictures from the event to kind of make it full circle as well as the neighborhood Facebook page and things like that but just like another touch point of like, we're providing value to the neighborhood because we do this event. And then in the spring, we always do an Easter event. And both events, we do food trucks, which are free. You just reach out and ask food trucks to come. Um, the first year we did eggs. Every other year we've asked neighbors to donate eggs and they donate eggs by the gallon at our front door. Um, we set it up. I pay for an Easter bunny. It's like a two hour event. The Easter bunny's there for the first hour. We do the Easter egg hunt photos. Um, we have a photographer in the neighborhood that takes photos. Um, that's free because she's using it because now she has email addresses to then send everyone their photos. Um, so it's really providing value and then using people who value will also add to the event. So it's because I am not one to ask for things for free, but it's like, if they're getting value out of this, they will contribute. Okay. Going back to the newsletter really quick. So mm -hmm. listeners, just so you know, Caitlin has provided literally instructions on her neighborhood newsletter, plus a link to her Canva, which you can make a copy of and then just rip off and duplicate for yourself. Mm -hmm. So Make sure you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and get that free tool from Caitlin. Thank you for providing yes. that. And now with the, so that was newsletter and you already caught, cause you know, I was going to ask. So you do this monthly, you yes. have um, the time distributed between the people who are also sharing the newsletter with you and yes. same with the funds. So I think that now that we have the template and the instructions, I think that that piece is covered. So onto the events. Um, you mentioned pictures of the event, which I think this is genius. So listeners, it's like, you know, when you think about doing an event, you're like, oh my God, it's going to, it's going to take so much time to plan. And then it's going to cost so much money. But the way that Caitlin has done it, where she is like, there's a freaking photographer in the neighborhood. It will help them. And it will help me if we can mm -hmm. use that. And it seems like you've done that in many different vendor categories. Super smart. 
pictures though. Did you say that they go on a Facebook page? Do you guys also have a neighborhood Facebook group? So we do have a neighborhood Facebook group. And so she, like the photographer always has a link to her website um, <laughs> to get them there. And yeah. like, even last year she was like, do you want me to put your logo on the corner of these Easter bunny photos? And the way I run my business and the way I run everything is like, as a consumer, what would I want? And honestly, if I got pictures of my kids with the Easter bunny, I do not want your logo on it. Right. Like, for sure. And if I <laughs> put it on there, I'm probably going to crop it out. So like, let's just, not waste time because, and then I also look at these events as like, my kids love these events too. So worst case scenario, if I get no business out of this, my kids got to meet the Easter bunny. And sometimes like, I think in real estate, we have to think of that as like open houses, worst case scenario, I got to sit there for three hours and get work done or create content. Best case scenario, we get leads, we get listings, we get buyers, we get contracts, but worst case, Honestly, in real estate, worst case is never bad unless you get sued or something like that. But you know what I mean? Like there's not <laughs> a lot of worst cases. Um, and so between the pumpkin event, like the pumpkin event, I buy the paint. And honestly, I've been using the same paint for two years now. Just clean the brushes afterwards and solo cups. Um, and then the Easter event, I pay for the Easter bunny. And that's it for our neighborhood. And then the time every month to do the monthly newsletter. Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda. If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there. Now back to the show. So for the events, I know there's people thinking, um, is there a sign-in sheet? Are you like requiring uh, you know, them to follow you on your page on Instagram? Like, Is there any sort of funnel that you're using for these people? Or is it just because you know that your newsletter with your, you know, I'm in real estate, I'm in real estate is going out every month. Like you don't feel the need to. I don't feel the need to. I think a lot of people could argue that, but it's like, I wear my like momentum realty shirt. To me, it's blasted enough in other areas that the connection should be made. And I don't think it's me being a secret agent or anything. It's just like, I don't like when people feel forced sales and I don't, and I want it to be authentic. Um, I've done giveaway baskets at the Easter event where people sign in, but because all my business is authentic, I'm not spamming people with drip campaigns. So if anything, when I do the gift baskets, I get on Facebook live on the neighborhood event of like, look who won the raffle. And it's again, me and my shirt. And then I drop it off. And if anything, I text them and now I have their number of like, what address do you live at? So I can drop off your basket. Um, but I don't use it as like a full like spammy promotion. 
How did you get their number? Just because it's a neighborhood of 140 and you've talked to everyone there or? So on the, for the gift basket, because I always do it at the end of the event, like I do put their number. Oh, um, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. That was and I always have these great ideas. Like if I ever want to start doing drip campaigns, I'll have their information, but right. I, I don't. It's okay. Dude, <laughs> if it's with a, I mean, a monthly touch point and events strip like spread out across the year. Those are both, I mean, you're very front of mind for that yes, neighborhood. That, right. And we have the neighborhood Facebook page and it's easily, like, I feel easily accessible enough that it's not like they're coming through thousands of people to figure this out. The Facebook page, you don't own that page. No, I you? am an admin on it. Okay. But again, because we have 140 houses, it it's active, but not too active. Like, we have a big group of friends in the neighborhood. I love a good themed party. Um, so I feel like I have enough authentic relationships within the neighborhood, but it's like, I've been a part of other neighborhood groups where like every day there's like 10 posts. That's not really the case in our neighborhood since we are smaller. Um, but even if you are like, take advantage of it. Totally. Okay. I have a good sense of, well, what did we miss in regard to neighborhood or, or should we move on to loving your past clients? Uh, we can do past clients. Cause I think that we hit the neighborhood. Let's love on past clients. How do you do it? Yeah. So loving on past clients. Again, I love a good theme party. I love hosting. I love being in front of people. So loving on my past clients was easy because client appreciation events were a no brainer for me. And like my previous team just did the pie party, like the traditional, like in Thanksgiving, you get a pie and we did pop buys um, as well. But I was like, I want to do it more me because now I'm by myself. Um, so how can I do it? And Popeyes, like I love the idea of Popeyes. I just hate tchotchkes. Like I hate little things that are going to be dropped off at my door by anyone. Like even like koozies, I used to love a koozie and now I have a million koozies. So like I personally do not love like, I don't want to say junk because that's that's a rude word. Um, I just don't love stuff. So for me, I was like, as much as I love the idea of a pop buy, I do not love stuff. And I do not love the idea of driving around or paying someone to drive around to drop these off. Um, and I had that moment on a Mother's Day when I was driving around and my daughter was sick in, in my back seat and then got sick in her car seat while I was trying to drop these off. And I was like, this, this is the Lord telling me that like, there are better ways to do it. And so that's when I found Lolo, which if you aren't familiar, Lolo partners up with local businesses and electronically sends your clients via text and email um, a coupon or a freebie from a local business. So in the Jacksonville market, we have um, like, I use about five areas. Like we have our downtown, our beaches, Noctis, St. Augustine. Um, and depending on where my client lives, depends on the area I put them in and it partners up so you could a lot of times it's coffee shops and you can get a free coffee and a donut or it'll be like a lunch spot and you get a free appetizer or things like that. And that touches my people monthly. And I like it because they think I'm like partnering up with these local businesses, but Lolo's doing all the work for me and it has my name and it's branded in a personal message that I could change monthly, but I don't. Um, and then I use that as content because I pay the dollar, I think it's a dollar 10 cents and send one to myself. And then when I get it, I go and like do a little video on getting my freebie. And sometimes people will be like, oh, how do I get one? And I'll add them because it is a dollar a month. Uh, but sometimes I'm like, gotta be my client. Only my clients get this. So I traded out your traditional Popeyes for Lolo 
because it's electronic, it's just like a set and go once they're in your database. I don't have to think about it. And then I get a freebie once a month and it's good stuff for a dollar. So like worst case scenario, if they don't use it, I wasted $12 on them this year, but they have the opportunity like each month to get something for free that probably has like a $10 value. Well, I think part of this is really cool too, is the fact that, you know, there's probably a weight, a, a little cloud hanging over most agents. That's like, shit, I should be touching my everyone in my sphere more. I should be following mm -hmm. up with my sphere more. And it's, it almost weighs on you because each day, you know, you're like, oh, I need to do this. And then tomorrow comes, you're like, oh, I really need to do this today. So like, what if <laughs> there was an app, which I found it, uh, joinlolo.com. You should get an affiliate, Kaylin. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, where you can literally put your clients on this for a dollar and then they automatically remind that client, past client, whoever you choose, that you're in real estate, that you love them. Also, you have the hookup. Also, mm -hmm. here's a free fun thing. And now it could replace, I mean, nothing really replaces uh, interaction, like yeah. actual conversation, but it's a great reminder. Like, hey, I'm Caitlin, right. I still exist. And it's not your spammy email or a postcard that's probably gonna end up in the trash can. Like it's something of value. Again, it's something of value. And it's local businesses, so people feel good about that. And it's funny because um, one of my past clients is a builder, and so I was at the new construction community, um, and I didn't realize he was like on lunch, and he like jumped out of the garage and was telling the site agent, he's like, "Remember that coffee shop I told you about? Um, there's one here that um, employs." Uh, people with Down syndrome. And so he was like, remember that coffee shop I told you about? He was like, this is my realtor who sent it to me. Um, and like, so it's like a discovery of local places. And then it's like moments like that where you're, and I mean, it gives you the logistics of like how many people open. It tells you when people use it, but it's like to see how excited he was about Vidian Bose and the experience. It was just like, okay, I'm doing this right. Where like, had I dropped off I don't know, like cookie cutters on his front doorstep. I don't know what would have happened. Like it wouldn't I have been as, there as much. So yeah. and the cost would have been much higher to drive to buy something to drop it off. The time is so much more. And with a mom of two young kids, like I love the idea of Popeyes, but like it's not in my mental capacity to plan and do it. How many people do you have on Lolo? Um, I have fifty-two. Okay. And those are past clients from your Florida days, your <laughs> local. Yeah. Okay, and gotcha. some people, like I started the first, like, and you can change it at any moment. Like it's a dollar 10 for a year, but there's people like some older clients who have never used it. Like my dad actually moved here. And so I put him on it. Um, and then after like a year and a half, he was like, I love it. He's like, I just never get around to using it. He's like, you can save your money. Um, so there's some people like I do take off or like I'll add people if I post about it. Um, and that's how I think it's fluid. Like I don't have to think about it if I don't want to, but I try to go in probably quarterly and adjust it. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, it's like literally, you know, it's under 60, but I can't do math. So the 10 cents adding up, I'm not quite sure, but it's, it's yeah. cheap. It's cheap. <laughs> 50 to 60, whatever bucks a month to, you know, have that value provided to them. I love it. Mm -hmm. And then so Lolo is like my monthly, like that replaced my pop buys and then client appreciation events. I am a hoster. People get in their head about their house and where are they going to host? Are they going to rent a venue, the cost of hosting? And again, it was like an aha moment where I was like, we sell people, people, their houses, right? 
or we list their house. We have been in their house. Why do we feel like our house is this like sacred place that other people shouldn't see, right? Like I've been all up in their house. I think it's okay for them to come to me. And if I live in a, a decent house, like it's no mansion. Um, but I think people have this mental block of it. And to me, it just makes me more of a real person. And again, like my whole thing is like, I'm going to get you the best deal. I'm going to be as professional as I can, but then you're my friend once we're done. And that's how our relationship's going to go. So I'm going to welcome you into my home with my client appreciation events. Um, and so I do a back to school photo in August. So like this office I'm in, my same neighbor that's the photographer, I pay her for this event. Um, she comes and we buy a backdrop off Amazon. She brings stuff, we fill it up. I like asked a neighbor to borrow a desk. Um, and she did back to school photos and it was a three hour event. I use sign up genius, which is another free source. People could sign up for a 15 minute increment for their kids. So people were coming and going. Um, like I said, my house isn't ginormous to have 200 people in here or a hundred people. And I think that's the other thing is like, you think, okay, I've had 60 past clients. The reality of all 60 showing up is slim. So like one, get that out of your head. And then two, the second part is, if you stagger an event like that, they're not all going to be here. Like there were people who came for the first time and I always do. So I do the back to school photos where you have a 15 minute time slot to get the photos of your kids taken. And then I provide like brunch on my island. Just like cook a bunch of food, um, kid friendly, like open up our toy room, like have the footballs on, have football on, like just make it like a hangout. So it's as casual as you want it to be. But then if people hang out for the whole three hours, they're more than welcome to. Because again, like we're in the business of selling homes. So like this is my home and I welcome you to it. Um, so I do the back to school event and then I do a pie party and it's the same thing. It's a, I don't remember if I do two or three hours. I've changed it because sometimes I'll do it on a weeknight. Sometimes I do it on the weekend, but it's the same thing. It's like stop by any time within this time frame and come and get your pie. And I do just pick up wine, again, do charcuterie all over the island. Some people come literally get their pie and dip. And then some people have a glass of wine, stay for the whole three hours, stay late, stay for an hour. And it's just casual. And that's the thing. It's like, it's casual. It's in my home. It's a party. Um, so, and your clients have different comfort levels too. And another thing with that is like my first pie party, I think I had six people come of like the 26 I invited. And with this, it's like, you RSVP through Sign Up Genius. You have to say what kind of pie you want. So I know what I'm buying. Tip, get them from Costco because they're huge and super cheap. And I just peel the label off and put a little Caitlin Blosser Realtor sticker on it. Um, and I was like a little disappointed my first year because I was like only six people. But then I was like, well, the event was a little cheaper. And then the next year, like each year the number grows because I think people see it on social media and get a little FOMO. Or they're like, oh, that's what it is. I thought it was just like a night to eat pie. Um, and so, <laughs> which like, you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> but so it's like when you do these things consistently, it's something they look forward to. And you are the one who is sharing it on your story during the event, <laughs> after the event. Do you ask, do you actually ask people to post, share, and tag or? No. Oh my goodness. Like that's like asking for a review. Never. Um, I'm just oh, look at you. <laughs> um, no. And like I do like leading up to the pie event, like I did a reel on like the stickers for the pie. And then I always make a reel afterwards of the event as a whole. 
I'm very bad at the beginning of an event, like getting content. And then I just start talking because that's the whole point of it is like my family's here. Like my, my husband's great. He's a people person too. Um, so like he talks to the husbands about bourbon and like the kids all play. And so it's like you just get into, again, it makes you more of a human, not your salesperson realtor. And then people naturally post about it. And if they don't post about it, it is okay because I know I still touch them in a way. Same with like when they post their back to school photos, the amount of people that are like, oh my goodness, thank you so much, Caitlin, for these photos. Or they'll be like, school year 2023. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, and so you don't have Adorable. to ask for it. People feel yeah. touched and do it automatically. Okay. For Sign Up Genius, you know, I have that pulled up now too. And you already <laughs> mentioned that it was free. Mm -hmm. So with sign up genius are you just you're creating your event in here and then you have like a link and you just text people or what does that look like so you can email and text so like i always send the email to start and then i text them the same day but then kind of after the first emails come out i'll i might send it like the week before as an email again but in today's generation we just get spammed with so many emails that text is just like the go-to form of communication. And it's something simple, like they can just open it on their phone. It brings them to the link. And like, that's the other thing is like, if it's the day or like say RSVPs ended yesterday, but today's the day I'm picking up pie, I might text a couple and be like, hey, I'm on my way to the store. Just wanted to confirm or like text me what pie you want. Like don't make it complicated. Like as much as the lower amount of people is like the less cost of the event, like don't overcomplicate it to the point where it prohibits people from coming. Um, then you just have to stay organized and like, okay, if someone says they want an apple pie, like jot it down. Um, but sign up genius. And even for the back to school photos, like people were supposed to sign up for a 15 minute slot. Some people didn't, but they still got photos of their kids. Um, like it's still, and then my photographer, like again, building on people's businesses, she kept the setup in my office for I think two weeks and then had other clients come to my house. And then it was almost like a talking point then of like, she does a lot of photography out of her house across the street, but it was like, oh, she was hosting a realtor event or like she was hosting a client appreciation event. And most of the time I was home when she had these people come to my house, but it was like a point and they're like, oh, that's so fun. Or like, so again, you have to give and you will get. And I think a lot of people stay close-minded in that where it's like, I could have told her, no, don't set it up. But I was like, what does it hurt? It's already set up. And then it was a talking point. Now, did I get business out of it? I don't know. But like I made a difference in her life because I got her more business by having this great backdrop. Um, so I added value to her business and she's referred me clients. So it's all... It all feeds each other, especially over time. Yes. If you And a lot of people say, well, I did one kind of event and I got nothing from it. And it's like what you said, you have to be consistent and share about it. And next time you'll get more because, you know, agents and agents are a dime a dozen and they mm -hmm. come and they go, what is it? 87% are not here by year two. And so right. that it's one of those things where is if you want to actually build this as a business, you do have to do it and know that your efforts won't immediately guarantee you results. It's that mm -hmm. consistency over time. The other and thing, a lot of time with oh, yeah. pop buys, like you just drop it off the door and you run, right? You don't actually like knock and Hang have out. that face to face. Where these client appreciation events, you are face to face, and again, you're an authentic human being that they're getting to know. Um, they see you on social media, but they're in your home, just like you've been in their home. 
I think you do a really good job with the pretending what would I want thing because it is really easy just to see something, you know, on maybe you hear it on Rockstars, you Tom Ferry or any of the people that you follow on Instagram, you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. But if you don't stop and think, wait, would I actually want that for myself and have some critical thinking involved, then the results might not be what you want. And there's another perspective that people are, well, it's like, well, if I only do what I want, then I won't make everyone happy. But at the end of the day, a lot of the times you're trying to attract the people who you would want to work with, right? So. 100%. And again, like I'm in my young 30s. I've helped people in 55 and up communities, but nine times out of 10, that older generation is going to pick an older realtor, right? Um, I do do a lot of first-time home buyers, again, because I think I'm in my young 30s. Um, and then I do a lot of leveling up. And But at the end of the day, like real estate, you have to think of it as abundance, right? There's 12,000 realtors in my area alone. I have friends in my friend group that are realtors. There's enough houses for us all to sell. So why am I trying to pick a client base that I'm not going to interact with on the regular basis, right? Like I'm in two book clubs in a bunco, which is like another way I feed my business. Yeah, of course um, you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bunko. And like I do golf lessons and all that. But it's like these are the people that I hang out with that I'm having natural conversations with um, that lead to more business. And I'm not there. Like I don't like I had a book club last week. I helped one of the girls buy a house in December. I didn't even bring it up at book club. Um, and then she out of nowhere brought up, I was like, oh my God, Caitlin was amazing. And that's the thing is like a lot of times people see you on social media and I don't have to bring it up in person. It's like they bring it up and then it starts the conversation itself. And because I'm around the people of my age doing the things I like, I can connect to them. I'm not like this like foreign like object that has no relation because again building that relationship and getting in deeper is what is going to make that relationship last and lead to repeat business and referrals that if i'm this like foreign object that isn't in their community it's not going to translate well yeah and in regard to so that's longevity in regard to your like lead source but also longevity in regard to your own endurance for this type of business because <laughs> it yeah. can chew people up and spit you out but if you build it entirely around oh what do i love to do what would i want what would make my kids happy worst case scenario this is still a positive then you're like oh yeah hell yeah i could do this for 20 years this is great right and real estate like we make good money right if we do this right we can make good money um and that's what, like, after I had my daughter and then I had my son so quickly after, I was not in a good space mentally. And sales can get the best of you, right? Like, if you have a friend that picks another realtor or, like, another first sale sign goes up in the neighborhood and, like, but it's like you almost have to ship that. Like, my neighborhood street that's a photographer. I have a wedding photographer that I used for years. Now, like, she's a photographer. It's like, how does my wedding photographer feel? I probably broke her heart. Um, and that's, like, the same with real estate. Like, I don't... No one owes me their business. I have to earn it. And there's enough business for us all. So just because I missed that opportunity, I'm still going to do everything I can in my power to keep that relationship because they might buy a house with someone, not have a great relationship, and then still refer me back business. Um, and I think that's also an important key that like, just because you lost the business doesn't mean it's game over. Caitlin, we talked about a lot today, but what did we not talk about in this 
world that you want to touch on? So aside from Lolo, I do also do Client Giant. Has anyone talked about that? I don't think I've ever heard it on Real Estate Rockstars. Not Rockstar. lately for sure. Hit it. Yeah. Um, so I also do Client Giant and that's $100 a year. You can break it up into quarterly payments. And that's the other thing. Like when I do my taxes, like this year, my account was like, you need so many write-offs. And I was like, I don't have them. And she was like, I need you to get this number of write-offs. And I was like, not there. Like I can't even fudge it because I don't spend that much money because everything's authentic. Like everything is like, I'm not spending crazy money. Like client giant is my biggest expense. Like it's more expensive than my client appreciation events, but it's again, it's on that Popeye. So it's quarterly gifts. The last one that just went out was like a platter, um, a platter board book. So I think it was on charcuterie and the amount of texts and like tags I got of people who received it in the mail that like was so heartwarming. Um, and like, I'll take that over a review any day. And again, it's something I set up actually after the last real estate rock stars conference. Like I, when I was doing my taxes, I actually bought it all in March and then have added people um, that has made such a substantial, like also people feel like loved and appreciated. So loved. Yeah. Okay. And so client giant guys, she mentioned it's a hundred dollars per year, but that's per client. And yes. you get quarterly gifts that client giant like picks out. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And yes. then they personalize it from you though. Yes. So the, it's this heartfelt like letter that again, or like, no, you can change it. Um, I don't like, I'm like, these are the experts. So let them be the experts on note writing. I don't know. Um, and then it goes out like the one in October was um, this like wooden salt, like it came with a salt dispenser and it's way fancier than me. Um, and it talked about like feasting and Thanksgiving and gathering in your home. And I was like, ah, that's like tenfold better than anything I could ever pick out. Um, and then this platter book, like one of my older clients was like, the recipes in here are so good. And I was like, yeah, I thought of you. Um, As I picked out each one of those recipes just for you. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, a lot of people like people like call your sphere. I like you've heard I have anxiety over my phone. So I pick up every phone call. But the average person hates talking on the phone. So and we can text and be like, hey, what's up? But it's like these gifts and these appreciation events and things like that. And they're more although they're the client giant is automated. They just feel so much more wholesome because no one else is doing it. Yeah, totally. Love it. So we got Lolo and we got Client Giant. Um, what else did we not hit on before we had to wrap up? I think that's it. I think the biggest thing is just staying consistent. It's so easy to look at the next shiny object, but really at the end of every year, year every quarter, truly look at where your business is coming from. Think what you did to get that business and keep diving into that don't try to reinvent the wheel every year. Because at the end of the year, no business is guaranteed. Last year I did 11.2. This upcoming year, I started with, a, like we all start at a goose egg, right? I had some stuff under contract. I had like, like I have listings coming up, but at the end of the day, none of that could happen. And so you have to stay consistent. Um, and that's how you build your business. Like I was four to 5 million the first three years every year. And now I'm up to 11.2. And my goal this year is to keep that 11-2. So what did I do last year that I can keep doing? And then when I have time to add something new or to experiment, let me experiment, but I can't forget where I came from. And I can't forget what got me that business to start with. 
Okay. <laughs> Caitlin, wrap up question number one. What is something cool that you've learned recently, life or business? Okay. So I'm, this is a two part because I was like, ooh, which one's better? Um, I just started cold plunging and no I way. am like, I am obsessed with it. Like this morning, I like did my hair and makeup and I was like, I got to go cold plunge. Um, so I like cold plunged in my backyard. Um, do it. It's like, better than coffee. Like, you know, like if you used to drink coffee and like, you just felt like it gave you this like, I don't know. And it, maybe it's like mom brain fog. I don't know what it is, but it just like refreshes your body and just like no more brain fog. Um, and just gets you going. Like no cup of coffee has ever got me going. Um, well, there's so, so much science behind it too. Like there's so much, I, I personally do not do it. It's one of those things that it feels like a Shelby thing to do. Yes. And yet, <laughs> and yet I haven't gotten on the train yet. So real quick before, um, so do you do it? Like, where do you do your cold plunging? So we have a pool and it's Florida. So it is actually cold right now. Um, so our hot tub is around 50 degrees. So that's where I've been doing it. I'm on week four, I think. Um, and we're in the works of trying to buy one and figure out what to buy because obviously our pool is about to get warm I have, next month. <laughs> I don't have a recommendation, but I one of the guys in Five Pillars, Five Pillars Nation, he cold plunges like he's a freaking crazy. Jason Boyce, I'll probably try to get him um, on this podcast because he's a freaking beast. But anyway, he just did a ton of research and bought one. So I will get the link for you and I'll, I'll send it to you. And I don't do cold showers. Like everyone says, start with a cold shower. Don't start with a cold shower. Just like start with it. So that's my one thing. And my other thing is just on my strength finders, empathy is number 33 of 34 strengths. So I don't have empathy, but having two kids really did a number on me mentally where in the past I'd be like, get over it, get like, wake up and get on with your day. Um, and last year it's like, I knew I needed to make a change cause I was just in a different mental state. And so I started practicing gratitude. And so I have this like annual calendar I put up. It literally has a box for every day of the year. If you follow me on Instagram, you've, you'll see me talk about it all the time. And just every day I just write something and it can be as simple as like play date in the front yard with the neighbors or like Chick-fil-A dinner with the kids. Like, and it's just, we live these great lives that if you really look at the world as a whole, like we're extra privileged, even on our hardest days. And I think sometimes we let the smallest, like we don't appreciate the smallest things and those small things will look back and those are the big things, or at least that's what people say. Like people say, I'm going to miss these ages. Um, so I'm really trying. So last year that was like my big mental shift. Um, is just practicing gratitude with such a simple task like that. Like so simple, it takes me two seconds and the joy it's brought to like our family and just reminiscing on this great time that is a blur, like at the end of the day, um, it just changed so much for me. What events are you going to this year? So I just went to Tom Ferry's Marketing Edge in Orlando. Um, first one with Jason Pantana, who I hear all the time. So it was so cool seeing him in person doing real estate rock stars next month. And then I'm looking at doing Tom Ferry summit in August in Dallas. Um, Do it. All the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> I know. Well, you convinced me, you and Allie. And then I was thinking of Vanessa from real estate rock stars. And I think we're going to do it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, and I'm so stoked. Rockstars is coming right up and you are speaking. That is so exciting. And then, yeah, there are a ton of us like from Rockstars and from our own little communities who are going yeah. to Tom Ferry, along with a ton of the guests that I've talked to are coming to Tom Ferry. So yeah, again, we should have an affiliate or something. <laughs> we're going to go to Tom Ferry Summit in Dallas. It's going to yeah. be great in August. Okay. Uh, how can listeners help you in your business? I think just more authentic ideas. Like if you have something that speaks to you, do it. Like I'm not saying don't call for sale by owners or tell me about that. But like if there's something that touches your heart and makes you happy in the business, like I want to hear about it um, because there are so many untapped ways we can all succeed. Or if you have a way that makes you because this is all longevity, right? And if you're not doing something that makes you happy, you're going to quit before you see the success of your results. So if you found something that makes your heart happy, like I want to hear about it. And where can people find you to share everything that is making their heart happy? So I'm on Instagram at Kate Bloss. So C-A-I-T and then the first of my last name, B-L-O-S-S, or just Caitlin Blosser on Facebook. Perfect. And if you guys missed that, of course, it'll be in the show notes. If you want to hang out with me and the owner of the show, we are The Shelby Show and Erin Amuchastegui on the gram, hanging out with Caitlin, Kate Bloss. And guys, um, as always, hit us with feedback. Throw five-star review all over the world. Get that <laughs> on Apple, on Spotify, anywhere. You go to Caitlin's Google business profile and give her five-star reviews. You know, that is something real, real quick side tangent is that those things are like free and they know, make I such know. a huge difference to the person receiving it. And so I, I do this like, you know, when you're like, oh, I feel weird asking for reviews. If I do ever ask for a review at the same time, I'm like, what's your Google business page? If it's for an agent for the show, what's your Google business page? Because I will, I would love to give you a five-star review too, because it's free and it's just so I know. And I was talking to my broker about this, about this like mind block I have, because I will give everyone, I mean, deservingly a five-star right. review, like at a restaurant. Exactly. With their receipt, if they're like, leave me a five-star review, I'm like, on it, on it. I know how much this means to you, but like, so that is, I am working on it this year. Um, and so all my, but all my reviews are organic because I'm not, or all my <laughs> reviews so far are organic. Um, dude, this year, you're going to change that. I'll talk to you more at Rockstars because dude, asking. Anyway, Even another Rockstars, time. like the Facebook page, people are like, here's my link, leave me a review. I'm like, <sighs> stressed. Know. Even though Blood everyone pressure. else does it. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.